0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. It's Monday, February 3rd, and I am just, like, getting over this, like, head cold, kind of chest cough thing. I went down to Voices of Dentistry two weekends ago on Scottsdale, and, man, that was a blast. We had so much fun, but I think I just, from hanging out with everybody, from maybe partying a little too much, I got sick, and I'm getting over it. It wasn't too bad, but it's always been it's been this little kind of, I sound stuffy, and everyone keeps telling me I sound stuffy, and my nose has been a little bit runny, so it hasn't been too bad, I can't complain. Anyway, voices, it was so much fun. We hung out with a lot of cool people, I hung out with like Chris Bowman, I had a good time with the local med people, uh, Vanessa, Joe, Emily, and Tom, we had a great time with them, talking, had some great conversations with David Maloli, the relentless dentist, I'm hanging out with Mark Costas, uh, good conversation with Alistair McDonald. Uh, Addison Colleen, J-Lips, Alan Mead, Gina Dorfman. Hung out with uh, the Shared Practices people, uh, Tyler, Clay, Richard, uh, George. And uh, yeah, hung out with a lot of cool people. Arizona State, hung out with some girl from the Arizona State, from the dental school. That was interesting. Again, everybody's favorite, D4, Alyssa Mancini, who's probably like the worst shot taker of tequila ever. But maybe she'll she'll get better at that, I think. Um. Yeah, her friends Jenna and AJ. What's up, AJ? Talked a lot about dentistry. I came home, and I was just exhausted from talking, like, the whole weekend. But it was a good time. It's always good to be in Scottsdale. Hey, shout-outs to Alfonso K. and Joe. Uh Joe left a review. So did Alfonso. But Joe's review said, Dr. Etch has put together a book that gives solid insight into what can make a practice successful. That was on Amazon. Thank you so much for that. And then I had two... Reviews on the podcast from Jacqueline Viano and Spencer Moon. Jacqueline says, best dental podcast I have ever listened to. Thank you so much, Jacqueline and Spencer. I really appreciate that. So today I want to talk about, you know, your stress and position on the corporate ladder. Because a lot of us, you know, we, we go through college and we say, man, college was hard. And then we get to dental school and we go, wow, college was really easy. And now dental school is hard. And then we become a dentist and we say, wow, dental school wasn't that hard. Being a dentist is really hard. And then we become an owner, and we go, wow, being an owner is really, really, really hard. So it just gets more difficult as you as you move up, and we think about what's a more stressful position. Is it more stressful at the top, more stressful at the bottom? And everyone would kind of say, yeah, it's more stressful at the top. But I, I, I want to talk to you about a study that was done. It was called the Whitehall Studies, and this was a study done on the British Civil Service. So it's a big government bureaucracy in Britain. And they were looking at stress levels at different positions on the hierarchy. And why it was cool that they did it with this is because there was a lot of controlled factors such as health benefits and stuff like that. So, so what they found is that the people at the top, rather than the bottom, people at the top had less stress. And the people at the bottom had more stress. So then they did some more studies and they looked deeper into this. And what they found was that stress was linked to control. See, the people at the top had more control, and the people at the bottom had less control. So therefore, more stress. This all comes back to that kind of internal or external locus of control. And if you have an internal locus of control where you believe that you can control everything around you and your destiny and all that stuff, you tend to have less stress compared to somebody that's going to have an external locus of control who believes that they're just stuck and they can't do anything about it and they're a victim, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, as we get to the top, we have more responsibilities. We can all agree with that. But the feeling that you know, you're know you in charge and that you're in control uh, of your life kind of more than makes up for the extra responsibilities. So how can we make our employees and our team feel happier and less stressed by giving them more control? So I got four ways for you here. The first one is empower them to make decisions. One of the hardest things we do as leaders is we just don't want to relinquish that control. We just don't trust people. Nobody can do it as good as I can. So I have to do everything. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. That sort of mentality. So I want you to empower your team and really just extend this to them. And this can be a conversation that you have and you say, you know what? I trust you. I believe in you. I would rather you make the decisions yourself rather than come and get me and ask me everything. And another way around that is when people ask you, sometimes we become the answer person. When they say, what do you think we should do? You just flip it around and you say, what do you think we should do? And they'll say, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. And you say, well, what do you think I would do then? And then they say, well, maybe this. And you say, well, let's try that. And they go, is that what you would do? And you're like, I don't know. So you start answering questions like that. You'd be surprised how how long you have to do that before people start realizing that you just don't want to be bothered with things like that and that you believe in them. Now, on the same side of the token, if they do make decisions on themselves and they make poor decisions and stuff gets a little... Um, Goofy, I guess You need to be very careful Not to criticize And not to make them feel bad for that Because they made a mistake Just learn from the mistake But do not make them feel guilty Because otherwise They're just going to be scared You're going to create a situation Where they're scared They're going to be scared To have the result They're going to be scared To make the decision And that's not what we want We want to empower them So that they can have more power and, and, And have less trust The second thing is To give autonomy with tasks so I want you to focus more on the results, focus more on the goals, and focus less on the how. Don't focus so much on like, how are they going to do things like, you know, you're going to do this and this is the way you're going to do it and da da da. Just say, you know what, this is what I want done. This is the result I want and whatever you think is best because then you're collaborating with your team. You're allowing them to give input and and just kind of, they're, they're owning their own processes and this is another way you give them control. You know, the third way is that be flexible with the work schedules, okay? Okay how many weeks off do you take I take off like 12 I actually took off like 16 weeks last year because I usually take off 12 but I took off 16 because of my my ACL injury and it's pretty hard for me to have someone come and say hey can I take this day off or what and I say no absolutely not you need to work here uh, you only get two paid paid weeks of vacation and you're gonna stay here the other 50 weeks and and that's it but I'm gonna go run around and do whatever the heck I want for 16 weeks well I'm the boss no that's not a good leadership mentality Be flexible with them taking off time. So what I always tell people is when my team takes off time, they don't even ask me. They ask their team members. They ask the people around them to make sure that their shift is covered because we all understand that when someone someone takes off, it's harder for everybody else. So they will ask everyone else, they get permission from them, and I don't even hear about it. Yeah, they fill out a form for their paid vacation to give the office manager if they're taking paid vacation. But for the most part, this is something that they just coordinate on on their own. I can tell you that if somebody calls in sick, they will find out a way to get somebody else there. Somebody will work, work a double, and these are just my team mentality, this is part of my culture, but I don't micromanage that. So just be flexible with work schedules. Another thing is that you can give your front office team, you can focus time, they love having focus time. Pick an hour of the day that's not too busy, maybe 10 to 11, maybe between like one and three or some times in my office that aren't that busy. And let them go sit in an office and just like pound away at insurance checks, Uh, do some verification, do some collection calls if you need to, mail statements, things like that. It's very hard to task switch at the front desk and be bouncing around from a million different things back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So give them that focused time. Also is you can do a lot of stuff from home and people love to do this. I have two people on my team that do this often and they're doing insurance verification. So they log in from home remotely and they just verify insurance and enter it in the computer and they get so much more done because nobody can bother them nobody can interrupt them and it's just it's it's it, it wins for everybody you know so not that you have to force someone to do that but ask anyone does anyone want to do this from home as just to change of pace and and i guarantee some people would like to do that okay my last fourth one is give them a voice solicit feedback ask for their input they have good ideas, ask for them, and then when you get those ideas, act on them. Use that information to make decisions and improve policy and just improve how everybody works. So those are my four ways to kind of give your team a little bit more control, to give them a little less stress, is you got to empower them to make decisions. You're going to give them autonomy with the tasks. You're going to be flexible with the work schedules. And then lastly, you're going to give them a voice and you're going to listen to it and you're going to act on it. Alright guys, so coming up next week I got T-Bone, Tarun Agarwal And we're going to be talking about getting yourself down To three days a week And you've heard me talk about this a lot It was a good conversation him and I had Because he does it a very, very different way than I do And if you ask me when to do it I have I have a different uh, set of standards I suppose, but I kind of like His way as well, it's kind of a cool way of doing it So tune into that next week We have a dental business mentor coming out on Thursday with me and Dr. Justin, and we're answering another question. And um, yeah, and we're coming up on the Dental Practice Heroes 100th episode, which I recorded with Dr. Scott Luna. And that was a really great episode as well. That was when my voice was probably the most uh, hoarse and, and I was the most congested, but excited to put out that 100th episode. So thank you everybody so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.